0: The season was over but I uh, I came back to, to Edmonton I had a lot of friends here and and uh, I happened to go to the game uh, that night the Memorial Cup game the oil Kings and and uh, Derek Sanderson's Niagara Falls Flyers Al Hamilton got in a fight with Rosie Paymont uh, about at center ice and uh, I was at the game with Swede Knox's uh, one of his brother uh, Don hunt and two other guys that that uh, he worked with at Edmonton Telephones. And during the anthem, uh, we drank a bottle of rye. So when this fight broke out in the second period, we were uh, feeling no pain. Falky was watching the Sanderson, or the, uh, the Hammy-Rosie-Paymont fight, and Sanderson basically came up uh, from behind, uh, talked to him, and then uh, feigned that he was leaving and looped around and, and suckered him. He knocked him out and then just continued to pummel him while he was on the ice. And Don Hunt said to me, somebody ought to get that guy. And I said, yeah, let's that's a good idea. Let's go down to the medical room. The police were on the ice. It was a full blown riot. And uh, I I got the guys to wait in the medical room and uh, I just waited outside the room there. We I had the door ajar, worked out perfectly. Uh, The last two guys coming off the ice and going down that corridor to the niagara room were uh, sanderson and bernie perrant and uh, bernie was the last guy but some fans yelled at uh, sanderson so he went back doubled back and uh snarled a little bit about them and bernie kept on his way so when uh, sanderson went by me for the second time i just gave him the bums rush and i grabbed him by the collar and the seat of his pants and fired him into the dressing room and uh uh, the guys introduced him to uh, street fighting in Edmonton. I guess you'd say. So.
1: Well, let's just, Greg. Just so people know, that that assault that happened to Bob Falkenberg was worse than what happened with Todd Bertuzzi and Steve Moore. Oh, absolutely. Like, it, like, like people need to understand. Bertuzzi came up from behind and and dropped Steve Moore and drove yeah. him face first in the ice. What happened to Falk? Like Derek Sanderson repeatedly i mean he he knocks falkenberg basically out and he must have hit him five or six times and seven. there is video
0: he there hit him is... seven times we watched it on uh yeah on on yeah. uh uh channel three back in those days played the game and and right. it was awful yeah
1: it was awful. So a couple guys maybe introduced them to a little bit of street justice in Edmonton. Here's where I'm going to jump in. Uh, Reid, you're going to find this. So I'm doing graphics and stats for the Boston Bruins in nineteen like 1996. And I know Greg a little. And Derek Sanderson called uh, Boris Mironov uh, bull dangles. And I said to the producer, that's not his nickname, and the key was up in the truck. And Derek Sanderson goes, tell the guy in the truck to shut the blank up, and uh, and I and I go, hey, I'm just trying to be polite here, and 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 the producer had had enough of Sanderson at that point and said, you know what, Derek, this guy knows his stuff. He's been, he knows what he's talking about. And, uh, and then Sanderson goes, they don't know anything in the truck. And I go, Derek, I'm telling you the ghost of the guy that, uh, pumped you back in 1966, he's still in this building. Don't be surprised if he's here. And Sanderson went dead quiet. He's like, that's not funny, man. That's not funny. I've told you this story before, Greg and yeah. Reed. I kid you not. After the game, Derek Sanderson comes out. Well, he's in his late fifties by this point or whatever, late 40s and he comes down uh, it's 30 years after the memorial cup so he'd be late 40s early 50s comes downstairs comes up to me and I just got back from tree planting so I was in decent shape at the time before I got fat and Derek comes out. are you the kid I go yeah and guess who comes walking right by Greg Pilling comes walking right by me <laughs> And I looked at him, and and Sanderson looks at him and looks at me and goes, who is that guy? And I go, "Ah, he's just an old ghost that kind of wanders around this building. And the look on Sanderson's face. So he admitted, like he admitted that he, what he did to Falkenberg was wrong years later. Because it was, I mean, today if you'd done, I mean, today uh, Burrell's got a 10-game suspension. Derek Sanderson would have been suspended for a year in junior hockey. If he'd done that today, what he did to Bob Valkenberg. you know. So whatever well, happens.
0: Yeah, the the funny ending to that story was, if you if you knew the medical room, I'm holding the door shut, and the guys yep. are pounding on it, and and I know it's Niagara Falls players, and and all you know what is going to break loose when Niagara comes in there to yep. rescue him, and finally the guys they broke down the door and it it shoved me right through a wall. It was a stick closet. And this yep. uh, this uniformed arm grabs me, and there were stripes on the bottom of this guy's cuff. And I said to the cop as I looked up, am I ever glad to see you guys? Get that crazy SOB out of here. And they, they uh, lugged Sanderson away and put him in the paddy wagon. Now, I don't know if he uh, spent any time downtown, but uh, he had a good view of the paddy wagon seats. So... And
1: he never played another game in the Memorial Cup either, by the way. yeah. <laughs> well, He but was knocked out of the rest of the tournament.
2: You know what's fun, Bob? And I was talking about this with Greg and, and Falkenberg when they were on about the, the difference in, in the... I mean, Falkenberg made a good point that there was more body contact because guys didn't skate as fast, so you could line up a guy and hit him, which was a great point. I think the speed of the game has reduced the amount of clean body checks you got, but... I mean, you've referenced this a lot, Bob, when you and I have chatted out on your show, and Greg can can give us some perspective here. Like, would everybody on the roster be considered like could hold their own in a fight when you played? in the 60s like was that just part of a skill the hockey players because now there's some guys you know they're never going to fight they they don't need to but everybody would have had to be ready to go at some point back then
0: well I, you know uh, i mean i'm i'm looking at our uh, memorial cup program here right now and and there were guys that were not expected to fight and guys that were told not to fight uh, that wasn't what they were what they were hired for but uh, you know uh, we had Butch Barber and and Pat Quinn Jim Eagle Burt Marshall on defense uh, you know the only guy that uh, that they were really afraid of was Pat all the other guys were good physical hockey players uh but that was an added dimension that Pat had we had guys like uh Roger Bourbonnais and Harold Fleming that were that were great players but that wasn't what what they were there for they they could handle the situation uh, Fleming, uh, the first year we were up here, Fleming uh, and Phil Dutton and I uh, were one line, and uh, Phil and I were, uh, I guess, uh, kind of nuts, and uh, yep. Fleming was a little, uh, <laughs> quite a bit smaller than us, and I remember uh, Harold clenching his fist, and and uh, he was kind of winded on the when we came off a shift, and and Dutton said to him. What's the matter, Harold? Oh, so-and-so got me. Uh, One guy, Dutton said, who was it? We'll get him. And Harold said, no, no, you guys. They they don't go after you two crazy guys. They all come after little old me, he said. So... But guys, all, they could all handle it back in those days, the same as the guys can handle it today, too. Yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely. Greg, uh, Roger Bermoney, uh, Reed played on the Canadian national team for a while. And uh, years uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s, um, I played against Greg. Uh, John Sexmith put a team together for Global, and uh, Greg was part of the Ched team, and we had a game. And I remember John was giving it to me, he's like, you're just going to let uh, Pilling do whatever he wants. And I'm like, well, you're yelling at me if I don't score. I'm not going to sit there and go hassle a, a guy that's got 25 years of me that beat the hell out of guys for fun uh, 30 years ago. So, yeah, I'm just going to let him have the puck. If he wants to go beat up the puck, he can go beat up the puck himself. And I know, Greg, you were chuckling during the course of a couple, some of those games back. And, and actually, one of the guys on your team, oh, it's a different conversation, but he's got a kid now playing in the NHL. So there were some pretty good, uh, some pretty good players. But good times. Congratulations for you guys. For having this event with the Oil Kings, it's a tremendous story, and uh, you know, I, I think that uh, I watched the Oil Kings, uh, Greg, from about seventy. Well, I'll say nineteen seventy to about seventy-three, fairly regularly. My dad used to take me to those games from when I was from four to seven. I loved it. I mean, it was rock and sock and old school. Harold snaps was my favorite player. They used to call him Gronk from the hilarious House of Brightenstein. <laughs>
0: Bob, it's good talking to you. I think you got some uh, some work to do in L.A., though, don't you?
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll start well, talking about the game here. Right. I today. don't have the actual work today. I'm just hoping the team puts in the work. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Bob, will, uh, Bob and I will get you ready here for the Oilers and the Kings.
2: It's great to spend some time with Greg Pilling. And, of course, Bob Falkenberg was on in the last half hours. Well, Greg, thanks so much for coming in. And uh, enjoy the weekend, man. We'll talk to you soon.
0: It's a pleasure to be with you guys. Thanks for having me.